Hello and welcome home. You're listening to the Tribe Abuja podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through His Son, Jesus. Let's listen to the message. Hallelujah. Amen. About going to the Word, just tell five people, I miss you past week. Wait, no, sorry. You may be speaking to someone's wife. Just say welcome home. Just say welcome home. Just say welcome home. Just say welcome home. Amen. You don't do Korean. How many of us have heard Corel and Great Man's new song? Yes. Go and stream it. Disturb it. Crash YouTube servers, Spotify servers, Apple um, servers. Amen. How many of us were blessed last week by Pastor Eva? Amen. Um, so today is episode two of the series in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. And um, I believe you're going to live blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we just bow your heads very quickly? Just say a short prayer. Just say, Lord, thank you for the word. I will leave better than I came in. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so this series actually was um, inspired by my study of the book of Ephesians, Paul's letter to the Ephesian church. And almost every time I start reading the book of Ephesians, something interesting happens. I almost always cannot get past chapter 3 because I'm so blown away by how beautiful the letter is. How many of us have gone through the book of Ephesians before? And I contemplated because what one of the things I've tried to do since we started um, Tribe was um, we've tried to go through the um, certain books of the Bible. So we've done um, John, we've done Romans, we've done um, Philippians, we've done Acts. We've never finished Acts. And I was contemplating going through um, the book of Ephesians with you guys. But I was just stuck in chapter 1. And because Paul was emphasizing something. In fact, the first three chapters, he was trying to emphasize the identity of the Christian. And that's um, what I've noticed in the gospel writers. The thing that they try to establish the most in their writing is this. That God... Sorry, hold on. One of the things they tried to establish more than anything in the New Testament is our identity in Christ. Amen? They try to... Um, establish our identity in Christ Jesus. That's one of the things they try to do in their writings. So several times you will see this phrase, in Christ. Amen? You will see this phrase, in Christ. You will see this phrase, in Christ. Or you will see Christ in you. So in the New Testament, a variation of in Christ or Christ in you, you will see it about 89 times. And do you know the word Christian is recorded in the New Testament just twice? Just twice. In the book of Acts and in 1 Peter, I believe. Now, but one of the things they try to establish is our identity in Christ. Because at the end of the day, that's what we are. Yes, Christian is just a label. They were not seeking to establish a brand. They were not um, seeking to establish a movement in quote. They were seeking to establish that, hey, you that now call yourself believers and followers of Christ, this is what you have. These are the benefits of following him. This is who you are in him. This is your identity and this is your inheritance. Hallelujah. So that's what Paul was trying to do in the book of Ephesians, telling the Ephesian church. And guess what? He was writing this letter from jail. Trying to make the Ephesian church understand their identity in Christ Jesus. But I, 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 I saw something even more. I don't know. Have you read a, a scripture? And it's, you've read it before. But for the first time, you're just like, wow. Wow. 
Has happened to us before? Anybody? So let us open to Colossians 3. We'll see another wow scripture. Colossians 3. Colossians 3. We'll see something very interesting, at least to me, and I hope to you at the end of this. Are you there? <clears throat> if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above and not on things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Look at verse 3. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. For you have what? died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Episode 2 is titled Hidden in Christ. Hallelujah. Hidden in Christ. I saw this passage and I was like really 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 I was I, I don't know it just I just kept on going back to it that I'm hidden in Christ. Hidden in Christ. Before we go there, one of the things, like I said, the gospel writers were trying to establish is our identity and our inheritance. So all the letters is just telling us of who we are and what we have in Christ Jesus. And I've noticed that the Christian walk, the Christian struggle is the journey from what Jesus says about us to us living it out. The truth we see in the scripture and if that is actually lived out in our lives. That's the Christian struggle. Because if the Lord says you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world, many of us see that and we often gloss over, we'll just pass that over and think that that is not for me. But even if you know it, there's a tendency you don't believe it enough to be lived out in your life. So, the father's journey is from the head to the heart. And the greatest Christian struggle is not even against the it's not even against Satan. It's not against the devil and his minions. It's not against any of those uh, 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 it's not even against sin. Is living out what you already are. Because even the Corinthian church, which was the most scandalous church that uh, Paul, you know, visited at the time. He kept on saying, even though, you know, they had scandals and scandals, he was speaking to them as people in Christ. Glory to God. And often, we treat our relationships with God like we are not in him. So I'm hoping that by the end of this series, we would have shifted our minds and that this struggle would have won it. Hallelujah. That we'll stop seeing ourselves as the enemy, the world, and we even tell ourselves, but as God speaks over us. Amen, tribe. So we see these two things in the Bible, that he is in us and we are in him. Jesus was about to leave and he said, I'm going to send you another helper, but something is going to happen if you give you, if you give your heart to me, my father and I will come and dwell in your heart. Please, what does it mean to dwell? To stay, to take residence. It doesn't mean God is not a tenant in your heart. Are you with me? So he doesn't have like um, a, a, a tenancy agreement and a, a, a time frame where after 12 months that he's supposed to be evicted. God wants to take residence in your heart. Are you with me? So Jesus was also speaking to his disciples. He now said, you know the Holy Spirit. I said, for he dwells in you. Amen. So he's saying that my father and I, oh my goodness, I was supposed to do an illustration. Is it too late? Did you come with it? Did you come with it? Uh, please give me. Ini. Ah, it's, it is so... Because it's supposed to be this elaborate thing. There's supposed to be water. There's supposed to be... Okay. Hey, babe, come. So, um, could only be... Yeah, no, uh. 
Love you. Okay, so sorry, single people. So, um, like, where was I? <laughs> sorry, no. Okay, where was I? In us and in Him. So Jesus was making this point that He going to, He's going to take residence in our heart. Amen. So He is not coming to visit. Glory to God. That's what He wants to come and dwell in us. But here's something that happens when we believe in him and he comes into our hearts and the father comes and takes residence in our hearts and the Holy Spirit is in our hearts as well. The Bible, something interesting happens as well. The Bible tells us that we are in him. Hallelujah. So that's the beautiful thing of our faith. That our God, the maker of the heavens and earth, is... He uses us as his temple. He dwells in, on the inside of us. Glory to God. But Paul, the writer, as I was saying, as, as he is in us, we are in him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So this fact, this gospel truth, I see us struggle with it. Because in Christ, that's where we have our identity. In Christ, that's where we have our inheritance. In Christ, that's where we have joy. That's where we have peace. Hallelujah. That's where we have abundance. Now, some theologians use what they, what they call this is union, the union with Christ. Even Jesus, his great high priestly prayer in John 17 was this, Lord, make them one, just as you and I are one. Amen. Um, just wait first. I want to see. <laughs> Will this work? You don't mind. Anything that happens, you don't mind. Okay. Just, just chill. I will tell you to come in when it's time. Uh, um, so that He is in us and we are in Him. Hallelujah. Or just in it. Come and sit by this side. With everything. Yeah, with the bowls and. Just come and sit by this side. If I use it, I don't know. Let's, let's see how it goes. That God is in us and we are in him. Amen. Amen. So I, be, I pray that by the end of this series, by the end of today, that we'll start living this life that God says concerning us. One of the, verse, uh, one of the things Paul tells us in Romans 8 is that now there is no condemnation for those where... Who are where? In Christ Jesus. Do you know what it means to condemn someone? It means that you are done with this person. There is no redemption for this person. You are, there's no conversation that can be had anymore. Like, don't even step to me. Don't talk to me. There's nothing that can be redeemed from our relationship. Amen? So, Paul is saying that there is now. When? Now. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. As, much, as long as you are in Christ Jesus, as long as he is in you, there is no condemnation. Hallelujah. John, the apostle, echoes this. He says that even if, because the world will try to condemn you, Satan, the great accuser, our adversary, he will step up to you and say, but well, you've done this. This is the kind of life you live. You've murdered, you've aborted, you've lied, you've stolen, you've done this X, Y, Z. You are not worthy. But we don't uh, uh, appear before God based on our own righteousness. Amen. We go because he, we have that confidence because he is in us and we are in him. And therefore... Now, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So often, we may even sin. We may fall short certain times. We may start to condemn ourselves. Do you know what John the Apostle tells us? That even when our hearts condemn us, God does not condemn us. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I thought you guys would be flinging your chairs by this. Do you know? Do you know? Isn't that mind-blowing? That's... Often the loudest voice is your thoughts. And it's telling you that you're not worthy. 
You are never enough. You will never measure up. That you can never be righteous enough for God. And start to what uh, uh, suppress you with the lies of the enemy. So, John is saying, no, let's start with Paul is saying that this is where you are in Christ. And there is no condemnation as long as you are in Christ. Amen. Then John now echoes and says that, let's see, even if your heart condemn you, God does not condemn you. Hallelujah. Because there's this lie we tell ourselves. Yeah, I'm just following my heart. I'm just following my heart. Your heart has never lied to you. What happened to your last relationship? That's not good. Let's see, uh, Pastor Jesse. That's just okay. <laughs> Stop following your heart. Stop following your heart. Follow Christ. Amen. Amen. So even if your heart condemns you, even if your heart condemns you, God will not condemn you. You know why? Because righteousness is not how you feel. Hallelujah. Tap your neighbor and say, it's not about how you feel. It's a legal status. Amen. You don't feel righteous. Are you with me? You don't feel right. It's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. It is a legal status. So you are legally, the New Testament writers use this word, seated in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. When we, when we spoke about um, competing voices uh, a month, uh, three, three, about three, uh, a month ago, one of the points I made from Hebrews was that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. And the New Testament authors tell us that we are seated in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So, it's not about how you feel. Today, I don't, I don't just feel righteous. Shut up. Are you with me? So, you must, one of the voices you must, is, is your heart. The R&B singers have been lying to you. Just look at what happened to, you know, um, some of the films you guys have watched. You know, I just realized that Romeo and Juliet is actually not a romance story. It's a warning. <laughs> no, if you think about it, these guys, they went against their families. And what's his name? Jack. No, Romeo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Leo. Jack. Um, what happened? Uh, Romeo, Romeo. He went, he just broke up. Abi, literature student. No, Abi, who has read it now? I think he just came out of a relationship. He's at a party. He sees this young girl. Then he starts to chase her. They're like, no, um, we, are, we are beefing each other. Our families are, we can't have. Then, rather than wait and let's try and convince or let's pray, let's do this. <laughs> and con convince each other's families. They're like, if I can't have, I'll kill myself. It's not a love story. So if for some reason you're an artist and you've written it in your song before, like, please change it. There are other words that rhyme with Romeo. There's no, so there's... this. No. <laughs> okay, let me stop playing. Now, um, Paul also makes this emphasis in Romans 6, and he says that we have been baptized into Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Amen? That in Christ our old selves died. Hallelujah. That we were buried in Christ, but he said that we have risen in Christ Jesus. Therefore, we have what? New life in Christ. Amen? Amen. That you have a new life in Christ Jesus. That's what Paul tells us. So the entire New Testament is trying to make you understand your new life in Christ and how it should be lived out here on earth. Glory to God. So we often go back to our dead selves. That's why sometimes, you know, Paul could not just understand. See, don't you understand that you, you are dead to this thing? 
Romans 6, he was trying to make them understand that, listen, you are not divorced from the law. You are not divorced from sin. You are dead to the law. You are dead to sin. Are you with me? And now, now you are al- alive in Christ Jesus. So it's not like you separated from sin. You are dead to it. So certain times, he was, that's why Galatians, his angriest letter, he was like, who has bewitched you? Like, this is not what I taught you. Who has bewitched you? He says, if any person, even an angel comes and says something contrary to what we, the apostles, teach, I wish they may be emasculated, which is a hard thing for Paul to say. But he's saying anything outside these things, this is not the teaching of the Lord. We are one with him. Glory to God. We are alive in him right now. So we've died to sin, died to death, but with Christ, we've, we're buried, we're also risen, and we have what? New life in Christ Jesus. Then now, the Bible tells us that positionally, uh, spiritually, positionally, that we are seated in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So Paul is making this point across different letters, and this verse in Colossians 3, 3, hits me that this life that we now have, the Bible tells us is hidden, is concealed in Christ Jesus. Okay, let me see if I can make this illustration now. Let's see. How many how many bowls do we have? Do you have up to three? Two. I want three. I don't okay, let's let's see. I'll I'll power through it. If if we don't get it right, we'll edit it. Okay. I need like two bowls. Anyway. So, Paul is saying that we, we've hidden in Christ Jesus. Ah, I really wanted... There's no small... Ah, yes, God bless you. You're my fine husband. Okay, so, I want you to imagine this as... Let's, let's put it up here. Let's put it up here. I want you to... Can you just shift this very quickly, James? So, this is you, right? You're empty without God. This way. You're empty without God. Do you understand? This is you. This is who you were. Empty. You had nothing. So when we got born again, we have the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we are now full of the Holy Spirit. Christ in us. The Spirit in us. Hallelujah. But the New Testament also says that we are in. Can the camera say this? No? Just imagine it. So, this, you're filled with water, but the water, like the cup, is also in the bowl. Do you understand? Those of us at the back. Ah, thank you, blessing. But, do you guys get what I'm trying to say? This is, this is, this is how it is. That we are filled, and we are surrounded by. He is in us, and we are in him. Hallelujah. Man, tribe Abuja, you guys are my vibe this morning. Jesus. Um, let's close. The grace. I did not come up with this illustration, by the way. But I, 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 I want you to just understand something. That he is in us. Hallelujah. Amen. And we are in him. Amen. It now sounds fake. Get out. Okay. But here's the, here's the thing again. Um, Romans 3, very quickly. Can someone read it? Please with the mic. Um, Michael, just read it very quickly. Romans 3, 3. It says... Amen. Praise God. Mm. Romans 3, 3, 4. What if some did not believe? What's that? Romans 3, 3. Sorry. Colossians 3, 3. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it says... For you died, and yes. your life is hidden mm-hmm. with Christ in God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, okay, this is, Jesus, I'm sorry. So, this is you. This is Christ. Amen. This is Christ. Sorry, hold the mic. Guys, we need wireless mic. That's why you us. So, this is you, filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Paul is telling us in Colossians 3 that you are in Christ. Just imagine this was bigger. Come here, you should have come with a bigger bowl. 
just imagine this. Do you understand? Like, he is in you. You are in Christ. Hallelujah. Then he now says that you are hidden in God. Hallelujah. See, I'm leaving this church. I'm changing church. I'm going to celebration church. Listen, please, Eva, let's go. What's all, what's all this? Do you know how long I thought of this illustration? He's <laughs> now fake. I'm going to call Pastor Ira to ask if there's space. <laughs> okay. But you guys get the point, at least. I wanted this to stay in you. To stay with you. That he is in you. Hallelujah. And you are in him. He says you are what? In God. You are hidden in God. You are concealed. Hallelujah. Do you know what that means? That this new life that you have, nothing can get to it. That's why he says, Paul tells us in Romans 8, death, no powers in hell. No, do you understand? Nothing shall separate us from what? From the love of God. Why? Because you are in him. He is in us and you are concealed in him. Hallelujah. Amen. That you are concealed in him. So nothing or no one can get to your new life because they have to get through God. Hallelujah. You can go. Thank you very much. Amen. So, tribe, now, now that we know this, the problem that most of us have is now leaving this out. That's the, it's, it's the struggle that we have. Do you understand? It's the big struggle that we have. That this life that we now have, this knowledge that we have that we've, uh, uh, we are died, buried, and we are risen in Christ Jesus. We are alive in Christ Jesus. We have new life in Christ Jesus. We are seated in Christ Jesus. Ephesians tells us that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Um, and Paul tells us in Ephesians 1 that in Christ we were chosen. Hallelujah. Everything about us is in Christ. We cannot define ourselves outside of him. So the great journey, your biggest challenge, I'm telling you, is not um, what, the, what um, the, the witch in your village, is not, is, not, is, is, is not your boss, is not what's happening in the world, is not an economic recession. Your biggest challenge is you need to reconcile this truth with your lived out reality. Are you with me? Amen. He is in us and we are in him. As a matter of fact, he says we, we are concealed in him. We are hidden in him. So nothing or no one shall separate us from the love of God. Nothing or no one can condemn us. Even if you condemn yourself, God is bigger than you. Amen, tribe. So, Paul provides a resolution for us. In Ephesians 3, let's open to Ephesians 3 verse 14. Are you the mic? Can you just read? Ephesians 3 from verse 14. Amen. Amen. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints mm. what is the width the length, mm. the depth, the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Continue. That's 19, right? Let's, yes. let's, let's, okay, no, read, read 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above mm. all we ask or think, mm. according to the power that works in us, mm. to him be glory in the church, by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Paul 
is teaching in Ephesians, he's making this point of our identity. He starts off just telling them who they are, telling the Ephesian church. Then what switches the letter is this prayer. This prayer in chapter 3. And there are about 20, 23 or is it 43 prayers of Paul in the New Testament. But this is my favorite. If you were in the early days of the tribe, there was no week I was not mentioning Ephesians 3. This is my favorite. Because Paul tells us, <clears throat> excuse me, Paul makes this point that as long as I've said all these things, right? That you are in Christ, you are seated in Christ Jesus, you are blessed in Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit is, is the seal upon you, guarantees an inheritance. He has made all these points. Then he says, I pray, I pray to my Father for you to do what? For you to know and comprehend. I pray that you know and that you comprehend. That you know and that you understand. That you know and that you understand. So what I've said about you being in Christ, many of us don't even know that we are in Christ. Then many of us don't know what, who we are in Christ. Many of us don't now know what we have in Christ. So the enemy, do you know the enemy just functions on your ignorance? The enemy functions on your ignorance. Do you know why it's not good to represent you? If you're not a lawyer, how many lawyers are here? Do you know why it's not good to represent yourself in court? Because most of us are legally ignorant. We don't know the Latin words. We, 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 we don't know much. We don't know our rights. We don't. That's why we hire people competent and versed in studying what? The law. And they can present a case for you. Have you I don't know how many of you have seen this video of um, this, this guy was presenting himself in the law, uh, in court. I'll, I'll, I'll look for it after service. I'll show you. You've seen it. He stood. He was declared. He said, my... <laughs> My Lord, I will prove to you that this, this, and it was, he was making a mockery of himself. He was making a mockery of himself. He did not know what he was talking about. Guess what happened to him? Straight to jail. Jail. So many of us need to be versed in what God has said concerning, did I say many of us? We all need to know what God has said concerning us. Are you with me? We need to all know and be aware of who we are in him. Paul said, I pray that you know and you comprehend how wide, how deep, how high the love of God is. So that all the saints, you and all the saints, will know who you are in him. What you have in him. Glory to God. So this illustration I used... There is a boundary. Do you understand? Like, it's big, but it's not as big as God. So, God, Paul is saying that he wants you to know the dimensions of God. He wants you to know the boundaries of God. And we know that God is infinite. Hallelujah. That God is what? Not a finite being. So, Paul is making us understand that on our inside is it's, it's, it's infinite power. It's abundant power. Glory to God. And he wants you to know what you have, where you are in him, who you are in him. So the journey of the Christian is a progressive one. That you grow from faith to faith. From strength to strength. From victory to victory. Hallelujah. From light to light. From glory to glory. So we don't let rest on our laurels. We don't rest on what we were yesterday. We make this journey of continuously finding ourselves, of who, finding out who we are in Christ and what we have in him. Am I speaking to you, tribe, this morning? Amen. It says, I pray that with all the saints you know and that you comprehend. That you know and that you comprehend. So knowledge is very important. Knowledge is the distance between you and your destiny. Knowledge is 
um, somebody was sharing a testimony in our circuit um, this week, and she was talking about how, um, so Tribes Women organized like a career workshop. Thank you, brother. Tribes Women organized a career workshop, and um, I can't remember what topic she said was taught, but she said she used what she learned in her office, and she said she, like, her, what's it called? Her manager just kept on complimenting her. And, and like, so shout out to tribesmen. So just kept on complimenting her and was bashing everybody. You know, <laughs> was bashing everyone and saying, follow, follow, follow her. Yeah, go, go and teach everybody. And she, she felt bad because <laughs> she just learned it like last week. <laughs> that person is not a Christian. But um, I'm joking, you know. Knowledge bridges gaps. Are you with me? Have you learned something and it's as if your, 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 your head was just flooded with light? Like you've entered something, you, you've learned something. God wants us to know Him continuously because He's infinite. Hallelujah. There is more. So the ESV says that He wants us to know what is the breadth and length and height, the depth, to know the love of God. <clears throat> that surpasses knowledge, that it may be filled with the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than we may ask or imagine or even think. Amen. Amen, tribe. So there is more. Tap your neighbor and say, there is more. There is more. You should not be on the same level as you were last month. Amen. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about um, if you used to pray 15 minutes, you start praying 30. No, I'm saying you should have a deeper, deeper revelation of who God is. You should want to know more of him. You should want to know what you have in him. So that's the solution. Hallelujah. As much as our lives is hidden in Christ, it's not hidden from you. It's concealed from things and the enemy. Are you with me? So he wants you to discover who you are in him. So this struggle is, is solved with knowledge and with prayer. Because when you know, you pray aright. And when you pray aright, you start to live aright. <laughs> Amen, tribe. So, knowledge and prayer, it's the twin combination of study and prayer, of communion with God, of speaking to the Father and Him speaking to you. And He's telling you, oh, by the way, do you know that you are righteous? Oh, and by the way, do you know right now you are seated beside me? By the way, do you know I love you so much that I've given my life for you? Do you know you are blessed with every spiritual blessing? So as you speak to him, he's speaking to you. You're going through the text. You're going through the word. You're discovering who he is. He's telling you who you are. And you're finding out the infinite res uh, uh, um, inheritance that you have in him. Amen, tribe. So we have more in Christ Jesus. We have more in him. Our lives are hidden in him. But Paul says, I'm praying that you'll be filled till you are full of God. And that is seemingly impossible. But Paul is telling us that that's what he wants us to experience. That we are filled with the fullness of God. So just as the cup in the, in the bowl, that the water is in the cup, but the cup is in the water. You are, he is in us, but we are in him. We are filled with the fullness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So knowledge advances your position. Knowledge bridges the gap between your, your identity in Christ and where you are, wherever you are right now in your faith, in your spirituality. Knowledge and prayer. That's what Paul is asking of us. Glory to God. Amen. So I'm going to give you an assignment. Just go through the, just comb through the New Testament. 
and just find places where you see in Christ or Christ in us and discover the truth surrounding that. And you start to see this beauty. Your eyes will start to widen again. And you start to love God even more. That's what the New Testament is telling us. That we are one with Christ. That we have a common union. Hallelujah. That we are in him and he is in us. We have a common union. So therefore, Jesus, when he was instituting the Lord's Supper, uh, what we call the Holy Communion now, which we're about to take. He was telling us that do this often in remembrance of me. Remember that I died for you. Remember that, uh, remember that I died for you and you died in me. And that I was buried and you were buried in me. But remember that I what? Resurrected. Hallelujah. Because the gospel is not about Jesus on the cross. Are you with me? That's not what the gospel is about. The gospel is not even just about the resurrection. It's that there is a place we are going to. Hallelujah. So it's a death, burial, resurrection, ascension, glorification. That's the full story. And the promise is that we have the same thing that Christ has. So our journey, as long as we have breath, is to live out this truth. Hallelujah. Can you just pray in the Spirit for one minute? Just pray. Just pray. Just pray. Just pray in the Spirit for a minute. Just pray in the Spirit for a minute. Just, if you don't know what to say, just say, Lord, thank you, for I am in you and you are in me. Christ in you, the hope of glory. In Christ, there is no fear. In Christ, there is no doubt. There is no timidity. So what we start to do is we start to define ourselves. Going forward, we start to define ourselves. As Christ defines us. Going forward, we start to define our life as Christ defines us. That he is in us and we are in him. Do you know I notice that many of us struggle with certain sins in our life because we are focusing on the sin itself. If we fix our eyes on Jesus, if we fix our gaze on him, he is able to deliver. Our struggle with um, sexual sins or uh, uh, gossiping, anger, malice, and you're probably telling yourself that I want to stop this. But you're focusing on the sin. For instance, my marriage, I don't spend it trying to say, I'm not going to cheat on Eva, I'm not going to cheat on Eva, I'm not going to cheat on Eva. I focus on loving my wife. Are you with me? Do you understand what I'm saying? So fix your eyes. That's what the book of Colossians says. That since you are now alive in Christ Jesus, fix your eyes, set your eyes on things above. Hallelujah. You are dead. Fact. You are dead to sin. Now you are an instrument of righteousness. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Oh, let me show you one verse that... Ephesians 2, verse 22. says, in him, in who? In Christ. You also are being built together 
into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Do you know your Christian walk? We use this verse to attack people a lot. Walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. Do you know what the following verse says? What does it say? For it is God, use the mic. For it is God that Us. walks in you both to will and to do. And to do. For what? His For good his good pleasure. pleasure. Ephesians 2 22 is telling us what? That God is building us so that he can move in. Hallelujah. So we spend a lot of time trying to fix ourselves up. Meanwhile, can you let the, 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 the builder do his job? Hallelujah. Can you let God do his job? Because he's the author and what? The finisher of our faith. He's able to perfect what he has started in you. Hallelujah. Tribe Abuja. This is what I'm not saying my opinion. I'm telling you what the book says. That you are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And that we have common union with him. Hallelujah. Come on, just stand and pray in tongues if you do. If you pray in tongues, please do. If you, but just pray and just bless God for what you've heard this morning. If you're struggling with any area of your life, I'm here to remind you that God is building. So don't focus on what you should stop doing. Focus on Christ. Focus on his finished works. Focus on what God has, has, has done. Focus on what he's doing right now. What is he doing? He's building you so that he can move in. He's building you so that you will remain his dwelling place. Come on, just pray. Come on, just pray. I don't care what you've done in the past week. You have new life in Christ Jesus. You have new life in Christ Jesus. Come on, if you're online, I want you to look for communion elements and join us. Grab a biscuit, bread, wafer, something. And just join us. There is no separation. <laughs> there is no condemnation. Hallelujah. <laughs> you are hidden in Christ. Hallelujah. You are concealed in Christ Jesus. Just one more minute. I want you to, in prayer, let it sink in. That you have common union with Christ Jesus. That you have common union with Christ Jesus. Let it sink in. Let it sink in. Let it sink in. Just keep praying. 30 more seconds. 30 more seconds. Jesus name please before we do this I'm not going to ask you to come out but I want you to make two altar calls I want to pray for two sets of persons if you've never made that decision to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior I'm not going to ask anybody to close their eyes or anything 
I want you to just raise your hand where you are. You've never made that decision to leave this life to know the gospel because here's the gospel. The gospel is that God himself stepped into humanity's story to rescue us for himself. That's the sins, sufferings, the death of the world, that there's nothing we can do to save ourselves. So God became like one of us, gave himself for our sins so that we can now have the life he has. So if you've never made this decision, can you just raise your hand if you're in the room? Or please, if you're online, please just indicate and one of our team members is going to reach out to you. The second set of persons I want to pray for. You want to just make a recommitment this morning. You want to just say, Lord, I'm, I'm back again. I just want to start afresh with you. Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand over the room. Very quickly, just raise your hand in the room. Just say, Lord, I'm starting afresh. I'm starting a new. I want new life. In you, this new life, I may have faltered or fallen off for a period of time. But I'm back. Just raise your hand very quickly, very quickly. The rest of us just be praying. Please just raise your hand. The rest of us just be praying. I want to see, please, don't be ashamed of this. This is the best decision you're making. Please raise your hand. Please raise your hand. I want to see you so that I'll pray for you. Please raise your hand. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Be bold. Nobody's condemning you here. Nobody's judging you here. This is the best decision you have made. Just raise your hand. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay, all of us, you can put it down. We're all going to say this prayer together. Are you with me? I am in Christ. One more time. I am in Christ. I would like everybody behind to please pay attention, please. Thank you. I am in Christ. Christ is in me. Christ is building me. I am in Christ. Christ is in me. There is no separation. There is no condemnation. I am exceedingly blessed in Christ. I have abundance in Christ. I have a surplus in Christ. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you were blessed by the message. To listen to more, consider subscribing, sharing, and raising the podcast. We love you.